Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, what's going on? It's your girl Jessie Mae. This is the Sharp Tongue Podcast. Grief Survival Guide Miniseries Episode 6. This is fear and loafing. That's right, not loathing, although we've experienced those emotions as well. This is loafing, as in loaves of bread. Oh, I've had a lot. But before we get into all the bread that I'm consuming, don't forget to check out the YouTube page, youtube.com forward slash Jessie Mae Paluso. We are doing BAM live on Fridays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard. Last week, we did the movie The Thing, and we are taking suggestions for movies. You can watch live with me, or you can watch it after it's aired on my Facebook and YouTube pages. That's facebook.com forward slash Peluso. Same thing for YouTube. If you'd like to send me your suggestions for movies, email them to me, jessiemaypelusocomedy at gmail.com, and I will pick my favorites. I'm a huge movie nerd. I gear towards horror, but I'm open to all movies, especially classics, especially comedies. So shoot me an email, jessiemaypelusocomedy at gmail.com to let me know what you'd like to watch. And we have partnered up with Mudwater again. Shout out to Mudwater, my coffee alternative. If coffee stresses you out, gives you anxiety, panic attacks, you don't like the headaches, you don't like the way you crash, any of that stuff, all that, which I experienced. I'm not against coffee. I just don't know if coffee and I work. You know, it's like a relationship. It's like, it's not you, it's me, but it's mainly you because of how you make me feel. So I'm going to get a new you that has nothing to do with you. Enter Mudwater. It's the best. It's Mudwater. It's... Uh, It's got reishi, chaga, cordyceps, lion's mane, all essential, amazing mushrooms that really help with inflammation and stress and insomnia. It also has Himalayan salt, cacao, cinnamon, amazing ingredients. I love it. Go to mudwater.com forward slash Jesse May and use code Jesse May Mud for 15% off your entire purchase. Ah, look who's here. Would you like to say something to the people? Um, did you know I'm a sister's outside snowmobiling with Mama? Oh, Karina's outside snowmobiling? That's exciting. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. I want to go hang out. Can I go hang out with you guys? Yeah? Come say something else. Um, did you know you guys are farty face? Wow, you guys are farty faces. Well, that makes sense because they like me. And if they like me, they like farts. And... You know, speaking of farts, this episode is about bread. (laughs) It's not about bread, but it's about my consumption of bread since dealing with a lot of grief and just the ways that I'm coping. And we have entered into a new phase of delicious baked goods and bread and a lot of fear. That's what this episode is. Episode six of the Grief Grief Survival Guide miniseries. What is that for? That's my light. Elliot wants to know what I'm my he's basically asking me about my production studio. Do you want to tell them this is episode six? This is episode six. Fear and loafing. Fear and loafing. That's right. Hope you guys enjoy it. Thank you so much. Oh my god, episode seven. Not six. Six was with fortune. This is episode seven, Fear and Loafing. Oh I need a tequila. Sharp tongue podcast. Beep, 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 You're listening to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse May Jessie Peluso. It's a personal 
look. Well, it's not really a look because it's a podcast. I'm already fucking this up. This is kind of like a verbal comedy diary, a deep look into the crevices of my mind. It's going to get dirty. You might cry. You'll probably laugh. Hopefully you'll laugh. The whole point is for you to laugh, but you also might cry. I talk about my family. I talk about farts. farts. I talk about love, loss, comedy, how hard it is to make it in this biz. I'm a fucking professional. Each week it's something different. Sometimes I have a guest host. Sometimes it's going to be a movie companion episode. Sometimes I just ramble about the bullshit I dealt with the week before. You never know what you're going to get. It's raw, uncut, and funny. It's me. Hey everybody. What's going on? It's another grief survival guide episode. I've got my trusty notes because I'm a nerd, and this is episode six, I believe, we are at in the Grief Survival Guide installation. I know it's been a couple weeks. I think it has. I honestly don't know what day it is. That's how I feel lately. Just time is lost on me. This is fear and loafing. Get it? Like fear and loathing? But it's loafing because of how I've felt in this stage of the process. I feel lost. Days I feel unmotivated, but I'm still doing a lot. And I honestly attribute that to being with my family, which you may hear screaming in the background, bloody murder. So I'm not even going to apologize for it because I know you guys are also going through the same thing where people are just screaming bloody murder in the background and maybe there is actual murder. I would imagine that there the the murder rates have increased the the divorce rates and all of that so i won't apologize for truth <laughs> shout out to uh s- scholars and oh, what's the name of this damn store it's in upstate new- it's in syracuse i was gonna say upstate new york but it says upstate of mind scholars and champs downtown right next to my favorite original grainsters og right downtown syracuse new york represent support small Fear and loafing. What does it mean? I have been eating everything. I've never been an emotional eater. So it's it's interesting what grief has turned me into. Luckily, I have an amazing system. Can you hear the children? I, I'll, I'll listen back, but they're screaming and door slamming in the background. My studio is really, really high tech. Well, actually, it is pretty high tech right now with all of my travel equipment that I stole from my Spotify podcast. Thank you guys. Shout out to Spotify. Coming to your ears soon. I digress. I have been eating everything. Okay. I have the most amazing system ever. My, what do you call it? Your metabolism. It's so, so strong. It's so fast. I have jokes when I used to do stand-up comedy, which I still do. And I'll be back out on the road again momentarily to run away from these children <laughs> just gonna get out on the road you should just start stand-up comedy to get away from your kids truly I love them they have been a bright bright light but aside from all that it's so fortunate that I poop a lot that's the point the fear and loafing has to do with how much food I'm eating and the fact that I poop a lot and you guys are like like gross we don't want to listen to your poop schedule we don't want to know that but you need to know that to understand that I can emotionally eat because it goes in one way and comes right out the other way. So it's I've been having a lot of fun with that. I'm in the balance of doing some destructive behavior, some semi-destructive behavior, and also being very, very consistent with my healthier stuff, working out every day. I wake up, I meditate. First thing I do is I meditate. I eat my, I eat my, (laughs) I drink my mud water, which, oh my God, before I forget, and I maybe I already put it in the beginning of the show notes, we are partnered up with mud water again. If you go to mudwater.com forward slash Jesse May, you can get 15% off your mud water. And I'm not someone who likes to hawk products. You guys know that. I drink mud water every damn day. That's a part of my routine. Use code Jesse May mud to get 15% off Jesse May M-U-D. Um, the, the eating part has been very interesting just to shove food in my face all damn day. But 
like I said, I'm balancing it out. There's some negative stuff I'm doing and some positive stuff I'm doing. I've become more consistent with certain things. First of all, the fact that I've been able to be consistent with this podcast during this trying time blows my mind. I think I, you know, in a way it's been something that's given me guidance through this shitstorm. It's given me levity and a foundation and a platform. I I don't really find myself as one of those performers that just, I got to get on stage. I need people to look at me. Eh, you know, I'm in sweatpants every day. You know what I mean? Like if me getting on stage means I can't be in sweatpants, I don't know, I don't know that I need it. I don't know that I need it. And you better believe, you better believe that I will be on stage in sweatpants. That's it. That's 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 going to be my new MO. But I think the podcast being consistent with the podcast has helped, but I've been I've been like I told you guys I've been drinking every night, not to the point of being drunk. And I'm being completely candid because that's the whole point of this grief survival guide is to tell you what I'm going through. Not not to sound like an alcoholic. I don't think I'm an alcoholic. Says the <laughs> says Meg Ryan in when you when a man loves a woman. <laughs> but I do think I am using it to cope and I've never I never thought I'd be that type of person. So it's just an interesting thing again with my over self-awareness to recognize and and to just know you know, I wake up when I wake up in the morning and I have like a little bit of a headache from the wine. I'm like, ah, not tonight. But then when the night comes and those emotions start creeping up, I'm like, ah, not tonight. So it's just a bunch of not tonight's that keep the alcohol pretty consistent. Two glasses of wine. I mean, the Romans, that was their breakfast. So really, I'm just carrying on tradition, my ancestors tradition. I'll be really interested to see what Dr. Amen has to say with all this. I will be doing my brain scan the beginning of next month, which will be videotaped for you guys. If you don't follow Dr. Daniel Amen, check him out. He is a psychiatrist who was on the podcast, so you might be familiar with him, but I am doing a brain scan. So it's going to be interesting to see what my brain reveals after having gone through this very emotionally trying time and also me in the midst of being the healthiest and also the most indulgent that I've ever been in my life. I'm in this crossroads and I think had it my mother had my mother not passed away, I'd be maybe not doing the drinking thing and maybe not doing the eating thing. So it's it's going to be interesting to see where I come on the other side of this. I don't think her death is holding me back or the grief of her death is holding me back by any stretch of the term. I think very much the opposite. I think I'm having and going through like an existential and spiritual um, transformation, you know, like a methy butterfly. (laughs) You know, sometimes I get self-conscious when I sound like a hippie, but that's how I feel. I feel like I'm a methy butterfly, Jesse, Jesse meth, instead of Jesse May. I'm going through a huge transformation and... It's the hardest times can be the most rewarding or in the moment it's hard to identify that. But this little bitch passing away, there's gifts in that. You know, I I spoke last time about miracles or grievances and I've learned that through my meditation. (laughs) Do I sound like a fucking asshole? (laughs) Through meditation, you guys. But truthfully, <laughs> and I'm not trying to like pitch it to you. I'm only, I'm only reporting. Just treat me like your best friend who's also reporting on her life to maybe put yours in a path that is healthier. But sometimes to get on a healthy path, you have to be on an unhealthy path. And is that me justifying me having wine every night? Possibly. Or is it me being really prolific and there's a point to it? You be the judge. But here on episode six, fear and loathing, loathing of our grief mini survival guide, I truly think that I need to allow myself this loafing I'm going through. 
it's I feel myself realizing things about my character and personality that has come up you know a lot of things are excavated when you go through extremely emotional trying times like death and various forms of grief and loss it's a really great time if you have the awareness and the willpower to look at yourself through a microscope and recognize behavioral patterns that have attributed to your existence up to this point and and what you can do to sort of set yourself you know just change the direction of your ship a little bit so that you can you know maybe you were heading towards your goal but you were going a really long route and it was much more tedious than it needed to be and going through these things that I'm going through has made me realize oh if I just shift it a little bit this way I can become Brad Pitt's girlfriend that much faster so I've learned a lot pertaining to that you know um but the meditation really is (laughs) I'll save that for another episode I'll save that for another episode so you guys you know can can learn through the meditation but I won't I won't go too deep into it now um something that I also experienced and felt was that you know I'm in the middle of this emotional time and you ever have experience in your life maybe if you're a mom who has kids a lot of kids or a loud ass husband or you got a loud ass girlfriend or you have a loud ass girlfriend and a wife because you can't get your shit together you ever have you ever been in the middle of a very loud is it cacophony you know a cacophonous moment and you don't hear anything because you're just in the middle of it and it sort of tunes itself out that's what it feels like to be in grief that sometimes you're in the middle of it and you're so in the middle of it you don't even realize that you're in it you don't hear the grief and that's what it feels like like I'm in the middle of this grief I can't hear it and I think the reason why it gets quieted other than me having wine uh, me self-pacifying self-soothing other than those things sort of dimming the sound and numbing it I think that it's a part of survival I think your brain has you dumb these things down because it's too much to bear it's too much to deal with I have to google cacophonous because I don't know if that was a word and if it is I'm a fucking cacophony okay let's see I'm looking I I use word web it is a word (laughs) you see mom my mom loved vocabulary cacophonic cacophonic and cacophonous boom right there cacophony I truly think that grief it's almost like the smells and the limitations we have to certain senses like you can only see so many frames and you can only you only smell something for so long and your 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 system will shut it down so you don't really smell it and then you have covid and then you'll smell it again it's the same thing with emotions i think they get dumbed and numbed and quieted so that you can survive But again, we talk a lot about fine lines during this mini survival guide, this mini grief survival guide series, um, this grief survival guide mini series. There we go. We talk a lot about fine lines. And I think there's a fine line between the survival of the silence and the silence being a survival mechanism and it also being silenced because you are coping. So you yourself have to indicate where those lines are and... It's so much easier to go, fuck it. Fuck it. Who cares? I'm going to eat loaves of bread every day and drink wine like I am Jesus motherfucking Christ and not give a shit. But that comes at a price. That comes at a hefty price. Your waistline, your heart, your head, all of it hurts. Takes a beating from that indulgence. So while I'm navigating the lines and where they where I need to draw them for myself 
I also am cognizant of the fact that I need to give myself a fucking break. We all do. And I think that's one of the main reasons why my mom decided to go. She was done. She, the night before she passed, the nurses told us she was pulling at her, um, she was intubated at that time. I'm sorry. She had a, uh, what do you call it? The thing right here, uh, tracheotomy. She was pulling at her trach and pulling it out. She was hooked up to the machine. The ventilator was hooked up and she was pulling, she, she was done. And at some point we all feel that way where you're just like, fuck it. I just want to give up and let go. And we can let go in so many different ways. And I'm, I'm navigating those ways myself in my own life. Like where are areas that I can give up a little? And it's been on social media for one. I'm still active. I'm still very, very active. I could give up a lot more, but I like to, I live to entertain I need the attention. I'm not that person, but I I truly enjoy making people laugh. So that is pulling me. But then I'm being pulled back into this sarcophagus. That's a good word of myself, this emotional sarcophagus as a way to pay tribute and to give attention to the grief. It's such a dance. It's such a dance that you are being led by. You know, grief is leading the dance. And it's it's unpredictable and some days unbearable and other days beautiful. It's a ride. Grief in of itself is a, is a fucking ride. And there's so many emotions that I've experienced. That's the point of this miniseries that aren't included in the phases and the stages that not a lot of people talk about fear. That's why this is called fear and loafing. I've had so much fear lately at night when everything's quiet. I have like mini panic attacks. My sister's had them too. I think it's deeper when you're both your parents are gone. You know, if you lose a parent and then, then you're like, okay, that's done. I'm done. Now I kind of wish everybody were sluts when I was children and I had like four or five backups, you know, step aunts, step moms and half dads. <laughs> half dads. Coming out on NBC this fall, half dads. So you won't be lonely when one of them dies. You know, growing up in a broken home, little did I know it would provide me with a little bit more legs when it comes to parents because I have a stepdad left, my mom's boyfriend, who she was married to for years, and they separated and got re- reunited. There's a value in your home being broken so that at the end of one of the parents' lives, there's still a few left for you to gravitate towards. So there's silver linings in all of this shit, and... The fear, I think, associated with losing both your parents is that your safe place is gone. I've talked about this before. My foundation is, you know, my foundation is there because as you get older, you build your own foundation. That's a part of growing up. You build your friends and they become the family that you choose and you build your life and your career and those things provide a foundation for your existence. I'm so shiny. I'm the shiniest bitch ever. Should I be closer? How co- I, Let me know in the comments below how close you want me to the screen. Okay, because I feel comfortable about this distance, but some motherfuckers are podcasting and they're way up in here and I just don't. That's just not my vibe. Okay, back from this. This ADD moment brought to you by grief. I I honestly feel um, that this fear is, is because my foundation is gone and you build your own foundation. You do, but when your parents pass, your safety net is gone. That's what it feels like. It feels like I'm kind of out in the middle of an ocean and there's no, I don't see a buoy or anything to, for me to grab onto. And then I remember, oh, I can swim and it's exhausting and 
tiring and scary and and sometimes I don't think I'll make it but I know I have the skills I know I can survive it and it's just a matter of using your skills and leaning on people and and things that you've acquired in your life to get you through it but the fear is definitely associated with that that sense of loss and and because they're gone it feels like a piece of me is gone and and I have to build my foundation myself now I have to take the tools that I've acquired up to this point in my life and the things that the things that my parents taught me and instilled in me and use that to put into whatever foundation I'm building for myself but fuck there's so much fear there's a lot of fucking fear and people don't really talk about that and I was watching this TEDx um conversation from this comedian who I I'd, I'd never even heard of before I'll put the link up on the in the description and she was talking about that and I didn't have a reference or a word for what I was experiencing even though I I had experienced fear obviously in my life we all experience fear but I didn't know that's what I was experiencing now I couldn't identify it because why would I be afraid why 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 would I be afraid well of course I'm fucking afraid my parents are gone you feel like a kid you feel like a kid that's lost and so the the fear aspect of it has been really hard to navigate you know at night I've woken up at the witching hour three o'clock in the morning a few times and just out of bed like wide awake so wide awake I started watching Grace and Frankie I which I re-watched I started rewatch Grace and Frankie which is such a good show on Netflix I highly recommend it if you are you know if you're into comedy which if you're not you're a crazy person but if you are into comedy it is just the funniest show um I I watched that at three o'clock in the morning like three episodes and you know it's it's there's something about waking up at that hour and people say oh it's a witching hour it's it's the thinnest veil between our physical world and the spiritual world well that shit sounds scary I don't want like a thin veil like a ghost veil around the bed you know what I mean like that's this is what is this insidious you know is is uh what's her name Lynn Payne gonna show up with Annabelle I I don't want a thin veil I want a very thick wall between myself and the spiritual world (laughs) but that's just me not being open and then you know my friend Aaron was sending me all this stuff about the spiritual veil is lifted at 3 a.m and you can talk to the spirits I'm like bitch I don't I don't what do they got to say were they going to tell me about Attila the Hun in in the the Incan in the Mayan ruins, I, I what are we going to talk about? How are we going to how are we going to have a conversation at three o'clock in the morning? And then I realized, you know, maybe I can, maybe I'll be able to reach my mom. But is it that precise? Can you be like, hey, is it like you just dial up like, yeah, uh, spiritual veil? Can you put na- <laughs> this? It's analog. I know all you fuckers are like this. I'm, I'm 38. Hello. Um, hey, can you guys patch Nancy through? And like, what if fucking Ted Bundy comes through? Is he still alive? Or, you know, Jack the Ripper? What if Sasquatch comes through or some scary ass ghost? You know, I, how I just want to know that I'm going to get Nancy and not some serial killer from the 1800s. And I don't know that the veil has figured their shit out enough for me to know that that's going to be okay. But I will say, after waking up at 3 o'clock in the morning and talking to my friend Aaron about the spiritual veil, it made me intrigued. I was like, okay, well, maybe there's something to this. 
And so I apologized to the universe. I said, I'm sorry, you called and I was rude. I didn't say anything and then I hung up. But if you would like to call again tonight, between the hours of 3 and 4 a.m., I'll talk to you. I said that during the day. And then, again, same that night, woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning and I fucking freaked out because it worked. And I was like, and then I just went right back to bed. (laughs) I got so scared. (laughs) What am I going to say? It felt like a weird, awkward first date. Like, so did you go to college? Oh, how long have you been ghosting bitches? And like, you know, what would I say? And then I think I woke up and I was just kind of out of it. And I apologized for not being there. And I was like, I can't, I can't, not tonight. Just like a, you know, your girlfriend you've been dating for eight years when you try and like stick her in the butt in the middle of the night she's like no no not tonight I don't feel good that's how I treated the spiritual veil and then the next day I apologized again I said I realize you called and it's starting to look like a pattern and maybe it is maybe it's a part of what I'm going through right now I just need you to know that I if you have patience I would like to talk to you at some point I just don't know when I'm going to be up for it you know because there's a lot going on and I've never done this and who starts the conversation and like what if we don't vibe so please understand that I am open. I'm just scared AF right now. Three nights in a row, three o'clock in the morning, I've been woken up and I got scared again. (laughs) Nancy, is it you? I just, I guess if I believe it's my mom, then that's all that matters. Supposedly you can just ask the universe something you know you can just be like hey what's up you know what am I to know right now and then you get the answer and it's like you're you're a scaredy you're scared bitch I I know that so I am open to it I'm just you know can't can't I I kind of and I don't know if I want to put this out in the universe I kind of want the universe to make the first move and I I feel like she has like three nights in a row. She's like three o'clock, bitch. Hello. But maybe, maybe she needs to take one more step. I feel like she needs to take one more step because first of all, all the carbs I'm eating make me very ex- exhausted. All the bread. I've been eating all the fucking bread. Fear and loafing to the fullest. The Columbus Bakery bread in Syracuse, New York. If you come to Syracuse, New York and you do not go to the Columbus Bakery, you are losing out. And you don't like God. That's facts. That's facts. The greatest bread. It goes bad in like three days, which bread should. If you're eating the right bread, it should be hard. It should chip your molar on the third day. I've eaten a lot of that bread. I've eaten bread, just whatever, cookies and muffins and all the shit that I normally don't eat. Eating it. Yep. Yep. Just fucking whatever. Put Put it right in the pie hole pie I put pie in the pie hole and you know I think having all of that has made me very groggy and so I need the universe to understand that between the grief the loafs and the tears I'm I'm by three o'clock I'm just I'm not myself so I need I need her to be patient with me is what I'm saying I really need her to just chill out and give me a moment to breathe and and the other thing that's happened is like, I'll hear noises and I just, you know, if you hear a noise at 3 a.m., it's not the house settling. It's the spirit of a World War II soldier. Everyone knows that. It's not an old house. It's an old general. It's Gerald Swanson from the 17th p- Pavil- Battalion. <laughs> I was going to say Pavilion. <laughs> So I've just been afraid. I've been afraid of a lot. I've been afraid of my future. I've been afraid to make that step to know where I'm going to live next. And I've been afraid to to do anything. And no one talks about the fear associated with grief. It's It can be lonely, but honestly, being here with my sister makes, it ma- makes me want to stay here longer. I feel like we both need each other. You know, she's, we're each other's rock and the thought of leaving her here even though she has this beautiful life it hurts my soul 
And so maybe, you know, maybe I'm meant to be here. Maybe, yeah, everything happens for a reason, you know. Even though it sucks that I lost her, that we lost her. Maybe I was meant to come back here to find, reconnect with my youth and, and my childhood and myself as a, as a young girl. I think we all lose that as we get older so we can conform to society and societal norms. We we navigate further away from our childlike wonderment and awe and we step into these rigid, wonderless, unimaginative careers and jobs and surrogates that we step away from our true self. We start living a lie. And not that I've done that. I I love my career. I love what I've achieved. I love what I've done. And I've achieved success in an industry that's very rare. There's not many people like me out there making a living doing what I do. So I'm not equating my existence to some stagnant life that's, you know, just clocking in and clocking out and working for the man. I'm fortunate in that sense. But I do think that we all sort of lose our childlike wonderment and our childlike awe because of how society is set up. It's almost a natural progression for most people. And and to reconnect with that is to reconnect with love. It's to reconnect with purity and with innocence. And that's the one thing we try to protect and give to children. And we forget to give it to ourselves as adults. So I think there that me being here is a part of me trying to achieve that, reconnect with my childlike self and realize that I have love. I have everything I need. I have family, even though my favorite person is gone. I still have Emily right out there. I can see her right now running around with the dogs. My first fucking audience member out there. She used to make me do all sorts of crazy, stupid, silly shit for her. She still does. We laugh so hard. We laugh our asses off. And she just sent me a text message, cookies, because we've got special cookies that just were hand delivered to the house. So, you know, it's going to be a good motherfucking day. And that's all we can hope for are good motherfucking days. Just like my nephew said, when I told you guys last time when he piled the bed with all the stuff for my mom's house, I just needed a memory, just needed a good memory. And he's like, we had a good day. That's all. That should be what people's goal is to have a good day or a great day. You could have a great day and it's about your mindset. But the purpose of this is to let you know that your mindset is going to be fucked up through your healing process. And I'm talking to myself and I'm talking to you. It is a healing process that grief is. And right now I'm feeling a lot of fear and I'm bloated. (laughs) Which makes me want to answer some calls for the podcast. You guys ready? Let me get this sound up. Okay, let's do some calls here. Again, I have not screened these. I probably should. Some of them are weird, bad, and awkward. And a lot are great. Hello, Jessamay. It's Phil, the singer. You know, Kiss on the Grave, the Rose song, Batman. It was on the soundtrack. Hi, Gloom. I'm good friends with Jonathan Stamos, and he, you know, we've been having drinks, and he put me up to it, but I'm here to sing you a lot of version of my only song I've ever recorded. And it's Kiss on the Rose from the Grave. I'm not sure of the words because I've been drinking. But here we go. Love remains a drop on the... But did you know that when it snows, the ice begins to gloom and the dice begin to loom in the grave? Everybody knows that song. Baby! Thank you very much for that song. Um, Very entertaining. Here's another one. Hey, Jessamine. It's country music star Trickenberger here to wish you a happy 4th of July in advance. 
<laughs> Are you all just pranking me? Is there one? Is there one real authentic voicemail ever? There's a couple. We've had a couple really nice, sincere ones. But happy Fourth of July to you, um, Ripped Reaganburger. See. Oh, uh, hey there, Justin May. It's country superstar Trent Travers, and I just want to let you know I'm a big fan of yours, but I'm an even bigger fan of Josh Wolf's. So I thought it'd only be right if I wrote a song for him. I'm doing a cover of my girl. It's called Josh Wolf. Here we go. I got Josh Wolf on a cloudy day. If any male comic could make me gay, I bet. You'd say you're definitely really gay. I love that you love Josh Wolf. I was just on High Live last night. So, I, I mean, I support that. I support you being a bigger fan of his. Thank you so much for calling my podcast and tell me you love him more. Why don't you just call him, you pussy shit? Give him a call. <laughs> I'm going to play that for him. I'll send that to him. I wonder if I can do that right now. Let's see if I can send this. Nope. I can't. We'll figure that out later. One more. Here we go. Let's see. So, Jesse May, this is Mike from Colorado Springs again. I'm not going to blow your phone up every day. Um, after, um, you know, I was checking you out on the church. So then I jumped over to your podcast, you know, that YouTube rabbit hole, and um, came upon, I think it was your day drinking episode. You, you know, you were grieving your mother and the holidays and everything. And, um, you know, it's crazy because um, these past holidays were just um, hard for me. Um, you know, my mother passed about five years ago. but So I can definitely relate to you. Um, you know, my parents are gone as well. Just know that it gets better. And that for me, at least, the holidays and birthdays are the worst times of the year. But it does get better. With time, just know that, um, but that's crazy, right? Um, yeah, so now I'm checking out your podcast and, uh, just keep doing what you're doing. Hopefully, uh, things open back up, you know, hopefully by the summer this year, you know, you can get back out on the road and do all that good kind of stuff. Anyway, keep doing what you're doing. Um, yeah, that's it. Bye bye stoned mike from colorado was stoned thank you so much that was really sweet see one out of five ain't bad we get a few prank calls and we get mike from colorado who's all stoned and emotional we've got one more and the transcript isn't available and i'm scared oh that's why it's just a butt dial oh <gasps> maybe it's my mom She could be sending a message from the thin spiritual veil. It was Nancy. <gasps> Did you guys hear that? <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that was. It was a butt dial. Thank you for your butt dial. Thank you, everybody, for calling. If you want to call in to have your your voicemail featured on the podcast, call me. 513-916-0930. And I agree with Mike. I agree that it takes time. I think, you know, that's the irony of time. It's this creation that we made, we really don't understand, yet it's the thing that causes the most pain and the most healing. So time, I have an issue with time and I don't because I know it's all in due time. And so I'm just in this area of trying to figure out how to deal with my fear and the way I've dealt with it is to eat a lot of bread and drink wine the Christ way I'm getting biblical in this bitch right now this this grieving stage is biblical and I feel that if I were alone I would not be able to handle this and I don't know how people handle it when their parents pass and they're alone we've talked about it before but I, I want to thank you guys and express my gratitude more it's just, this has really saved me through this process. And, you know, getting back out on stage is a goal of mine. I can't wait to do it. And in due time, I will. But until then, we've got this. We've got 
BAM Live, which that went up last week. It was so much fun. Bong and Movie. We did that last week. We did the movie, The Thing, which is one of my favorite movies. So that's how we're going to do it for now is it's going to go live on my Facebook and YouTube page. You can buy badges and stickers and comments if you want. You can support it however you want to. And it's available. It's it's there. It's on my Facebook page now. It's on my YouTube page now. So check it out. I think the next movie we're going to do is either going to be Little Shop of Horrors or Edward Scissorhands. I definitely want to do Labyrinth. I want to do The NeverEnding Story. Goonies. There's so many movies I want to do. If you have movie suggestions for BAM, email them to me. Comedy at gmail. And I want to let you know that fear is coming for you. <laughs> but fear is fuel, much like anger. And it's an emotion that needs attention. And I realize that I've been feeding it instead of starving it. So maybe I need to starve it a little and I need to gain control and I need to lift the spiritual veil and talk to Nancy and I'm going to do that and see what comes of it. So that will be interesting and I will definitely fill you guys in on the next grief survival guide episode and I will talk, the next episode will be all... (laughs) spiritual veils completely lifted and I will manage my fear so that I can be fully present at the 3 a.m. witching hour. You guys are amazing. Thank you again for your support and listening and where do we go when we die? This is a question we've been asking. If you want to email me your suggestion where you think we go when we die, go ahead. It is comedy at gmail.com and put it in the subject line if you think of it but if not that's okay too that's okay too we don't mind we'll we'll just do a little bit of scooching around okay let me get there's a couple here that I want to look up a couple people emailed let's see hold on where do we go when we die you know I where do I think we go like I said with that eulogy by the by the physicist everywhere I believe in that. I think we kind of go everywhere when we pass away and we go around the people we love and we turn into farts and we turn into energy and sounds, which it's just, it basically sounds we just turn into farts. That's what it sounds like. But I think it's more, it's deeper than that. Um, okay, this, this, I don't know if we read this one. There's a couple here. Okay, Ashley, do we, okay, she said, If you read this, my name is Ashley, but if not, have a nice day. Let's see. Hi there. I love your comedy and subscribe hard to your badassery in the grieving process, especially as a female girl power. Anyway, when we die, two things. I think Bob Weir from The Grateful Dead is a beautiful analogy about the poet Neil Cassidy. Talk about a space cadet who, when died the same night, was free of time and space and allowed the song The Other One to be written. Wow. Did he, wait, so he he wrote a song when he was dead? Oh, God. Okay, um, maybe I read that wrong. Did you guys understand that? So I think Bob Weir from The Grateful Dead is a beautiful analogy about the poet Neil Cassidy, who, who when died the same night was free of time and space and allowed the song The Other One to be written. I, so I don't, maybe you guys understand. It sounds like um, he was able to write a song based on feeling the emotions of when his friend died um but she says so my my dad died and i've been hiking this ridiculous trail that led from the ocean to this volcano it was unusually fast going uphill who's fast uphill (laughs) after i got back on the road i called him around dusk and had a really great convo then later on that night emts were at my house main point energy is never created nor destroyed so if it is the will of a sentient being, it will happen with the law of averages of the universe, a.k.a. your mind is fucking powerful. So it will be powerful when you die, too, if your will is. That's beautiful. I think that the actual forms of energy that are conducted every day in the world. high gravity. Love you, girl. Then if you think about how water changes molecule structure when you have a happy label and a sad label, it's really beautifully written. 
if you read this, my name is Ashley, but if not, have a nice day. I think your first paragraph maybe just confused me because I wasn't sure what you were referring to, but I do think being dead, you're saying that you're free of time and space. And I, I agree with that. I think you are released from those concepts that we've sort of created and have ad- adhered to as sentient beings. But I love your main point. Energy is never created nor destroyed, just like the physicist, the eulogy by a physicist. So if it is the will of a sentient being, it will happen with the law of averages of the universe. Your mind is fucking powerful, so it will be powerful when you die, too, if your will is. I love that. And my mom had a very strong will, so according to you, she's still around and she's still strong. And I'm hanging on to that. And you guys hang on another day because tomorrow is unknown and it could be wonderful and... It will be wonderful if you wake up and think of it as so. I'm going to have a good day today, you know, and if it gets shitty, there's always wine and bread to nibble on because Jesus said, you know, the body and the blood of Christ is for my child. I don't know if he said it that exact way, but I'm pretty sure he did because him and I are totally tight. And speaking of totally tight, you guys are amazing. I You probably thought I was going to make a vagina joke, but I'm not keeping it classy thank you guys so much for listening and and for subscribing share with your friends please check out bam on youtube and we'll see you next time thank you guys so much until then we'll see if nancy visits me at the witching hour hope you guys enjoyed episode seven of the Grief Survival Guide mini-series, Fear and Loafing. Stay tuned for more grief grinding. That's weird. We don't want to grief grind. Sounds like a weird sexual way to get over grief, and that just actually sounds like a great idea. I gotta go. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.